This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Aloe Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Aloe Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hey guys, it's Jess. Hi Jess, it's Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara, everyone. All right, listen, we've got a great interview today. We are recording with Brooke DeVard of Naked Beauty. If you're really into beauty, I have to tell you, you've got to check out her podcast. It has everything. 
It does have everything. Oh, I should also say, just a little note, we're changing things up because we don't like to stagnate here at Fat Mascara. So after Mm -mm. our fabulous interview, um, we actually aren't going to do a raise the wand on the Thursday episodes. We might bring them back here and there as we feel we must. But we were just thinking, like, it's so impactful to end with, like, you just met this person, you got to know them, we do the Fat Mascara 5 with them, and then it's, like, me and Jess, like, hey, we're back to raise the wand. So we're going to, like, just pop in here and there, you know, when, when it feels right. So, when it, when it no, feels right. Did not hear, when it yeah, feels right. Yeah, you didn't right. hear that wrong. Let's not keep, you know, there's no reason to keep things um, too strict and by the rules. Okay. On that note, let's, okay, Brooke. Brooke, we've known for a while. Actually, we were both, both of our podcasts were nominated last year for iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. So while Jess was majorly pregnant and home in New York City, I went out to LA with Brooke and her husband and we were there together. And the funniest part is like, we were both watching as like they were announcing the awards and like Brooke and I were just like giggling to each other about like practicing like the loser face kind of like, no, I thought she was going to win for sure. And she's like, I thought you guys were going to win. And then like, neither of us won. But Jen, what is, what is loser face? Can you describe, I know this is an audio yes, yes, yes. medium, oh, but tell me about loser face. With a soft clap and a nice smile. Like, oh yeah, of course that person won. Not me. You know, you know, just like practicing looking really like, it's cool. I love it. Oh my God, Forever 35, you deserve to one, which they did deserve to one. Anyway, let me tell you about Brooke. But that's just like, it was just like a fun time. We've stayed in touch since. Um, and she's part of the ACAST family, which is the company we use to produce and um, sell our show. So uh, we're all in the Wait, family I'm here. I'm still anyway, laughing she, at loser face. Like, what, what do you do with your mouth? I don't think it called it that. I know, but I'm thinking- It's a closed mouth smile. Closed mouth smile. You don't want teeth. Teeth says, like, I'm trying not to cry. Closed mouth smile says, oh, yeah, I thought they'd win. Cool. Like, is, is there a nod? Me. Is there a gentle nod? Like, yep. As a, yeah, as, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Expected. Like, expected. Oh, and looking around, looking around. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing it right now. What, what, yeah, if, what, if, what if your bottom lip is quivering? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really wanted that iHeartRadio award, but, like, I we were definitely not on the verge of tears. Sorry. No offense to iHeartRadio. Um But anyway, her podcast was nominated for good reason. It's freaking amazing. So Brooke, just a little bit of background. She has worked in tech and social media management for years. Um, Clearly, you probably know her as the co-host of Naked Beauty. It's a great beauty podcast. I just wanted to share like one of my, my favorite episodes. Well, Gabrielle Union's episode was great, but then... If you are new to her, I would say listen to episode 127. It's called Black Beauty Experiences Matter. Um, It's an excellent compilation episode featuring some of her best guests speaking about how they define their beauty and their life experiences as black women. I found it to be really moving and um, just like a really good primer to her show and what she talks about. So we do talk about that a little bit in our interview. We talk about Brooke and her background. She just had a baby, I think, five months ago. So she's a new mom as well. And so we talk about balance and all those things. And we're excited to do a pod swap with her because we're going to be on her show as well. So listen for that. Yeah, thanks, Brooke. And now on to the interview. Brooke, I am glad you're back. Happy to be back. Yes, yeah, because you were here Long-time listeners may know, or listeners for the past year, may know that you were a guest host when I was on maternity leave. Yes. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Of course. Um, but now you are a proper guest, as you should be. Yes. You are, like, in, like, the—not, like, the hot seat, but, like, in the throne. I'm honored. Um, I'm honored to be in the throne. And I'm actually just back from my maternity leave, so— Oh, we're going to talk. Yeah. We're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Both here and offline. Okay. Yes, looking so we got to, we have to, I'm trying to make the most of the time here because I know we are both on the clock right now. Okay. This yeah. is precious. These are precious minutes. 
So I have done a little research on you. And one of the most endearing things I found about you was something that I just like thought was so charming um, because I'm kind of a narcissist and it reminded me of myself. (laughs) You, (laughs) I'm not really a narcissist, but I just thought it was so sweet. You started your own fashion blog when you were younger. Yeah. How did you even find Glamorous Eccentric? Well, I I wanted to drop the name, but Glamorous Eccentric, (laughs) tell us about it. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of where fashion and beauty byline. Me being in high school. I got to say, we're going to talk about you, but I also, mine was, this this is going to date our, like our age difference. Mine was Ms. Fad. The Ms. I thought was very progressive. (laughs) And Fad (laughs) tells you I was an 80s child. And mine was print. I literally took some Xerox paper and like some staples. It was like, (laughs) and then like filled in and page by page. But let's talk about you. Glamorous eccentric. What was the vision? First of all, I'm dead that you found it. Um, I think the name was kind of good though, right? Glamorous Eccentric. It's awesome. It sounds like like a Tokyo streetwear brand. Yeah. Like it's like a cool name. Like hysteric glamour. Yeah, it's, but awesome. it's also it's also just like doing a lot. Um, I think you know. So you you had Ms. Fad. Jen, did you have anything embarrassing from your younger years that you used to express yourself? No, no. I just was an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> but please tell us about glamorous eccentric. I can picture her. I almost. I love glamorous. I, I can see a logo. You better trademark that. It's really cool. There's nothing embarrassing. I'm sure it's like too late. But yeah, that was basically my early fashion blog. This was like, I started it when I was in high school and I just loved putting together looks. I loved putting together beauty looks. And I actually, I'm saying it's like so cringe, but when I look back, I'm actually proud of some of the, you know, images and photos and looks that I put together. I had like a really cute pixie cut. I was rocking a red lip and I would like beg my parents to take me to Woodbury Common so I could go to Balenciaga and Marnie (laughs) and put together all the looks. So I always loved fashion. Um, I started interning in the fashion industry, even in high school. I interned at Ralph Lauren. Um, My first internship, um, my first year of college was at Vogue. I was like, die hard. I'm going to work in fashion. And it's interesting, my shift from fashion into beauty, because I do feel like they're the fashion girls and they're the beauty girls. And like, Mm -hmm. they're very different. Uh I mean, you know, you're, you're like with your role, like, very different kind of tribes, very different interests. But I found that as I was getting older, the way that I wanted to express myself was much more in the choices I made with my hair and my makeup and just getting more into skincare than I cared about like getting a new bag or shoes. But my first love was fashion. So, okay. Now I want to back up a little bit. You know, you you were really surrounded by fashion growing up. Like your mom was into fashion, right? My mom was very fashionable and I was also a Ford model. Like I was a teen Ford model. So I was going to school in the city. Um, And I think just growing up in New York City, you're just exposed to fashion. You see fashionable people all the time. We had to wear a uniform to school, but everyone was like, you know, doing a little something different with their uniform. Look within the Mm -hmm. confines that we had, we would like create a look. Think like, you know, first iteration of Gossip Girl vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, fashion was always around. My mom was very fashionable. I remember going to, you know, fashion week back when it was, remember when it was um, near Bryant Park in that big tent, like the old, old fashion week. Um, So I was surrounded by fashion. I loved fashion. I thought I wanted to work in fashion. And, you know, 
when you're young and you have no way of actually doing the work, you create a blog, you create, I mean, now it probably would have been an Instagram account. Um, but you know, that was the, those were the years of Blogspot. But what, what did, um, you know, I, and I, I think that you and I really do have a lot in common here, like with fashion being first and then beauty. I think for me, actually, maybe it was both. I was really obsessed with both. But I, too, my first day as an intern, I interned at Jane Magazine. My first wow. day was at the fashion That's iconic. I, iconic. It, it was. It was really. It was incredible. But I remember my first day was in the fashion closet. I was like, "Yeah, I want to be in fashion." Yeah. Before I discovered the beauty department, and I remember it was. They gave me a Polaroid camera and a bunch of messenger slips, and I ripped the skirt, an Anasui skirt. I bought, like you know, with my own money, to impress. I thought the hell out of everybody on the floor. Ripped the whole thing off the seam. It was like a wool skirt. Destroyed. And all I did was sweat and meet nobody, you know, because I, I was like just bustling in the closet. <laughs> nobody saw my outfit. I ruined my outfit and I was just like sweating bullets. And I was like, oh, this is fashion. I'm out. And yeah. then I discovered <laughs> the beauty department. So for you, what was it that steered you, you know, you mentioned that you could express yourself more with hair and makeup, but like, what was that moment of disillusionment with fashion? Or enlightenment I, for beauty. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like I for me it was like I felt like ooh it's gonna take me a re- like I'm not gonna be Kathy Horn, you know if <laughs> like I so fast or I might be but yeah. I felt like for me to get from closet to Kathy Horn I was like ooh boy the odds are not good and I think it it I think if I if I thought about it a little bit longer or maybe I didn't meet you know my mentor at Jane it would have maybe happened for me. But I felt like I just did not see such a clear path. Right. Does that make sense? I totally understand. I I, think I was discouraged. And and fashion is very discouraging. I I have so much respect for the people that stick it out. But for me, oh yeah, for me it was actually the transition from wanting to work in fashion to wanting to work in tech. So I you know was interning back to back at at fashion magazines and wanting to work in fashion. I interned at Balenciaga. So many stories about that internship. It was actually like the things I saw. I just they were basically asking interns to like replace light bulbs and sweep the showroom. Like it was very wow. very like demeaning work. But that's how it was back in the day. Like you you weren't there to give ideas. And so I went from this kind of environment where you were just asked to steam clothes and only speak when spoken to, mm-hmm. to then going to Stanford, where you, Stanford is very techy, very nerdy. Not a lot of kids from New York City end up at Stanford, but I was really interested in the idea of like, how can new technology and culture intersect? Um, and as I talked to people that were in the tech space and as I started doing internships out of fashion, I realized like, oh, actually young people are valued. Actually, they want to know what your ideas are. They actually are looking to young people to understand how to move forward in this digital age. And I thought, okay, my voice can be so much better used. My ideas that I have, my, like, create, my creativity, I can put this towards a career in tech and I can bring fashion and beauty into it, but I don't necessarily need to work you know, at Vogue magazine. And I also remember my mom saying to me, you know, you don't want to work at Vogue. You want to be in Vogue. And I was like, wow. I love that. Yeah. I and, love that. And, and, you know, fast forward to, you know, all these years later and, and I have been featured in Vogue, which is amazing, right? So I think it's, I think it's just kind of when you, when you want to work in fashion, it's almost like, what do you really want? Is it that access to glamour? Is it that 
And you can find that in other ways. And I also want to say that I don't work in the beauty industry now. I just have this beauty podcast that I created. I created it as a total outsider. And now all of these brands send me things and I'm, I guess, unofficially in the beauty industry. Um, Welcome. I, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I also like <laughs> like my outsider status because I think I'm able to speak to things more honestly and more authentically because I'm like not beholden to certain advertisers. That's a great point. Now, I want to just talk about tech a little bit. Um, you know, there's so much we want to talk to you about. And I know Jen has a lot of questions too. Uh, but, you know, you are currently at Instagram, but you you have worked at multiple different companies in the tech industry. Uh, but, you know, you have a really amazing perspective because you have watched, you know, the evolution um, of really the tech boom and the social media boom. What's your take on the current landscape with all of these tools that, you know, Jen and I, we're, we're primarily focused on and Fat mascara is how beauty companies are leveraging all of these different tools. Every every week, Jen and I laugh. We're like, oh, you know, it's this. Everyone has to be chasing. on Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse. Have TikTok. Be on oh, God. Yeah, I just yeah, did a chat on Clubhouse. You know what? I, I saw. Yeah, we, we should do a Clubhouse chat sometime, guys. You know, because we don't have enough on our plates, right? With the podcast and everything <laughs> else. Let's just add something else. Um, I have always loved social media. Like, love, love, love. Like, I work where I work now. Um, but even if I didn't work at Instagram, I'd probably be on Instagram all day. Um, I used to be a social media manager at Ralph Lauren. I ran the Ralph Lauren Instagram account. Um, it's a lot of work. I think people don't realize how hard it is to work in social. Like, to be a social media manager, I would say, is like one of the top 10 hardest jobs of all time. You're, like, always on. You're a copywriter. You're an editor. You're, like, creating mm. content. It's just a ton of work. So I have so much respect for that industry. But because I love social so much and because I really have observed how trends have changed, I think that the beauty industry is actually at the forefront of of using social in the right ways. Like I'm loving this new emphasis on showing skin as skin and showing skin that's not perfect. And I think like billboards and print campaigns have such a long way to go to catch up with what the, you know, innovative beauty brands are doing on social. Do you guys follow Topicals? Yes. They are I actually amazing. wrote about them in Bazaar. Yeah, they're doing really cool work. Amazing. And and of course, it's like a Gen Z brand. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, 23 and 24 and they've raised millions of dollars to create this amazing skincare brand. But they've put models on their out-of-home campaign and in their digital campaigns that don't have perfect skin. Um, and I think that that is really kind of aspirational in the future and where a lot more of like the beauty content is going to go, like showing less perfect skin. I think... Um, Ilya also does an amazing job of showing their products on people that aren't like already perfect looking or women of different ages. I think the beauty industry is so weirdly ageist at times. And it's like <laughs> people with the most skincare concerns tend to not be under 20 years old. So like yeah. the models and the skin concerns aren't like aligning. Um, and then I'm just really excited about video. Like some of the makeup artists that I follow, like Danessa Myricks, I don't know if you guys follow her, but mm -hmm. like her videos are unreal. And then of course the GOAT, uh, Dame Pat McGrath, like from the beginning, Pat McGrath's video game has been on point, but it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. Except I have to say, I'm wondering what's going to happen with her filter game as this real skin and real beauty thing comes through. She is like the queen of like perfected. You know what I mean? True. True. Yeah. And I think some brands may decide it's not right for them, right? It's not right for every brand. Yeah, it depends on the brand, yeah. yeah. Are there any tools, like any specific tools that you feel are, or apps that you feel are like, oh my God, this is the game changer. Like when stories came out, like that was, you can't ignore stories. But as you said, Jen, like, 
you know, you kind of pick and mix like which tools are right for your brand. Not, you know, Clubhouse is not right for, not every brand needs to be on Clubhouse. I don't even think they all can be on Clubhouse now. So that's not the best analogy, but you know, not everything is for everyone, but are there some things that you're like, oh, you can't ignore this. This is like a tidal wave that's coming. Sure. And, and you could say that I'm biased. I'm not, I'm speaking on behalf of myself, not on behalf of my company, but I do think Reels is a really amazing tool for just like short form video storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like if you can communicate something easily in 30 seconds, 15 seconds, that's mm-hmm. going to be really great because people may not have the time to watch like a full 20 minute IGTV video on who you are, but they can watch, you know, a quick snappy little clip with some music behind it and get a right. sense of your aesthetic and what you're all about. So I'm really excited about Reels and it's definitely something that I think is going to continue to grow in popularity. I'm just fascinated to watch how all of the different beauty influencers use it. Like the Jess and I call them the dancing derms <laughs> or like yeah. the pointers. Yeah. Like there's just like like different trends come up in Reels and it's like one week everybody is doing pop-up bubbles that you point to. And yeah. the next is, I don't know, it's just cool to watch how not just the products and the looks have trends, but the use of the tools does as well. 100%. I just can't believe somebody like coming out of surgery is now expected to like freaking <laughs> dance. Like, Pop onto I just think, like, I'm sorry. What I think about, it's unfair. What about during surgery? I mean, that's the oh thing that I see. God. I mean, people are like real time showing, like getting their fillers and their Botox and they've got like the camera up and the needle in their face. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like this is the time to be capturing content. I, I really get nervous something's going to happen. I'm but nervous something's yeah, going to happen. Right. I just, yeah. th- there's something about the confluence of these two things and like medicine that does make me nervous. Sorry. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I think there are, there are certain things that I don't think should be entertainment. We can we can table this for another conversation. But there are informational, yeah. Information well. is okay. But I don't know. Like there are just, I just think there is kind of a side story, like a little bit of a storm here that does kind of make me nervous. I, I'm, I don't know what my thoughts are yet, but there's just something brewing. I'm just saying, sure. okay. Moving can, I, can I share something with you guys <laughs> yeah. that just happened to me recently? I was offered um, a massage from like a spa around here. And I said, oh, we'd, we'd love to have you come in. So I went in um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, look, I'm excited to get my massage. Like, obviously, like I'll share on stories. And then they were like, so if you could just take some video of like your body before the massage, your body after the massage, <laughs> a few frames during. And I was like, oh, like I didn't realize. I was oh, like, we're doing this. I was like, I didn't realize I was going to have to do this. And they're like, well, this is how we work with influencers. Like, was this not emailed to you beforehand? And I was like, nope, didn't get an email. And then they were like, so sorry, this oh wasn't God. communicated. This is our expectation. And I felt so uneasy and so weird about it. And then they actually just emailed me back. And, and I basically didn't do all of that. I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll do like one shot of like a moment during the procedure. But also like, can I just enjoy the massage that you guys That's so not relaxing. So not relaxing. And then they emailed me back recently and they were like, we'd love to have you back to get <laughs> a facial. <laughs> it's just the, I said, no, thank you. But no, thank you. I, uh, it's, it's not worth it. It's not, it's like an anti-spa experience. Yeah, that also speaks to what you were saying about brands because you're not beholden to advertisers. But like, if then they're just assuming you're going to like this and you're going to post about it just because we've asked you to come in for it. Like as a as a journalist, I still think of myself as a journalist. I want to like try a treatment or a product and really try it objectively before I report to listeners or followers whether or not I like it. You know what I mean? A hundred percent.
Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honeylove, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honeylove came along. Honeylove's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. 
Lately, I have been very into the five minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head to toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Okay, so on to your podcast, which you've been doing about five years. You're you're an OG like we are. Yes. Let's talk about your show. Your what what is the reason that you started this podcast? So I started Naked Beauty because I couldn't find these conversations with women about beauty that were honest and authentic and, and really vulnerable. I like to go back to even just like early childhood and ask people what their first experiences with beauty were. And I also couldn't find conversations with Black women and women of color about beauty. And I think that Black women often have such a different experience of beauty, especially growing up. We deal with double standards about our hair. We deal with... A lot of my guests tell me that they... they were told that they were pretty for a black girl, which is obviously such an insult. But just growing up with all of these kind of double standards around beauty, with not seeing yourself reflected in the media. And one of the episodes that I love the most is Why Black Beauty Experiences Matter, where I talk to, it's a compilation from, you know, all of my interviews where I talk to women about just these early memories, you know, being in the hair salon, getting your hair done all day, um, maybe even experiencing. Yeah. I colorism. love that episode. Yes, it's a great episode. So um, I really am passionate about having conversations with women about their relationship to beauty. And I love skincare and products and all of that too, but I try to get to yeah. kind of the deeper meaning. Yeah, it's funny. You say you, you consider yourself an outsider in the beauty world. And at first I was thinking of that as Oh, because she's in tech. She's not in beauty. But just right. the nature of being a black woman kind of make you makes you an outsider growing up, no? Totally. And I, it's so interesting because I feel like the beauty wellness space has been so co-opted, right? Like, especially when you think about like the traditional goop version of wellness. And it's funny because I actually went to the same school as Gwyneth Paltrow. So people, and I also see that a lot of people who listen to my podcast listen to the goop podcast. So there's some similarities there. But I think when you think about the wellness space and wellness retreats, it has kind of been co-opted by white women, but, you know, in black and brown communities, wellness and holistic remedies and using natural ingredients for skincare and hair care, that's been around for centuries. I wanted to ask you, among the so many fabulous guests that you've had, is there someone that you think back on, you're like, that is the person I learned the most from? I, where you just left the conversation and you were, yeah, who was it? So I have so many amazing guests on Naked Beauty and they're all so different. But I would say one that stands out is Donnie Davey. She is the makeup artist for Euphoria. So everyone knows her yes. as a makeup artist for Euphoria. And I was actually the very first podcast interview she ever did. And I was like shocked. I was like, no one's gotten to you. And she's like, I've just been so busy on set. I haven't had a chance to like do have a conversation. And I stalked her for a long time to get her on the show. But what I loved about her is everyone knows her about for her makeup that she did on Euphoria. But she also was the lead makeup artist for Moonlight the Barry Jenkins film. Um, and 
there is not a whole lot of makeup on that, but she talked about how she preps the skin because everyone in Moonlight is just like glowing. Everyone has this like glowing mm-hmm. skin. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's obviously a movie with an all-black cast. So I was also talking to her about, you know, how how do you make skin with melanin look really great on camera because a lot of people get that so wrong and it comes down to lighting but makeup is a really big part of that as well um so i was just amazed at her ability to do a film like moonlight and then to do like these really really over-the-top makeup looks in euphoria and i wanted to understand her background and no surprise you know she has an art a background as an artist i feel like all of the best makeup artists are truly artists and then they take that skill and they apply it to other mediums and just talking to her about like the film industry and how she got her start. And I really like to interview people and understand like their backstory and why they do what they do. And yeah, she was just amazing. So she was like one of my favorite guests. And I just walked away learning so much about how makeup artists work um, on a film set, how they read the script, how they figure out what the characters are going through in their life. And depending on what they're going through, that maybe means a different type of mascara. Like it's, it's so deep and it's such a big part of the storytelling. Yeah, makeup when it's on the movie set is much more like part of the costume team, like telling the story, not just like making people look good. Oh, that's exciting. Um, Tell me, who's the funniest guest you've had on in the last five years? That's actually really hard. One of the funniest guests is a fellow podcaster named Bianca. She is the co-host of a podcast I love called How Neil Feel with Neil Brennan. And Oh, we were just talking about this, yeah. Yes, she is just like not a beauty, like she, she has her beauty routines, but she's not like one of these people that's like, and then I use my toner and then I use my, you know, serums. And so (laughs) she had like the wildest beauty advice. She was talking about using like a cream with lidocaine in it, like how like she just doesn't wash her hair and it gives her like the best (laughs) hair ever. Like just the funniest beauty advice, but I appreciated it because it was really refreshing. And then someone else that was really funny, Gabrielle Union, believe it or not, I found her to be so fun and funny um, because she had like a really awkward phase and like a long time of feeling really not cute and just like looking at these models and supermodels and thinking, I want to be that. I want to be glamorous. And when you you interview people, I'm sure you guys feel this, that are like A-list talent and movie stars. They're like movie stars for a reason. They're very charismatic and very yeah. fun and great to talk to and just on. So I really love Most talking of them. to her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're exceptions. <laughs> they're exceptions. Like, I'm like, you've been lucky. Yeah. <laughs> also, sometimes you get a celebrity, it's like a media day, and they've just done like 20 interviews by the time they get to you. They're like, oh God. But yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. I, I did listen to that episode and she is a blast. Um, tell me this. I've read about you. You had this piece in the cut, but I know this about you too, just from knowing you, that you are like a skincare um, obsessive. More is more is what you actually said. Do you still have that philosophy that more is more when it comes to skincare today in March, 2021? I would say for the most part, yes. I do a lot more than the average person. Like I think the people that have like, they're simple, like I just do like a little oil and a cleanser and that's it. I'm like, good for you, but no, not for me. Um, <laughs> I I do a lot, um, but it's because I really like skincare and all of the extra steps. I think I, one of the guests that I really related to is um, Charlotte Cho. She is the founder of Then I Met You and she kind of brought the 10 step skincare routine to the States. Um, And each of those steps kind of does have a purpose. Now, of course, as a new mom, I don't always have the time, but I do like once the baby's down and I like have time to do my skincare routine, that's like me time. So I like relish in it. I'm I'm not trying to rush it. I'm not trying to use a product that does four different things. Like I like doing the steps and I like the sensory experience. There's this weird new trend, which 
we'll talk about, but like this like trend. <laughs> Which get, one? Well, no, people like hate products with fragrance now. It's like become this thing where they're like, this is a great product, but it has fragrance. So like thumbs down. And I'm like, what? When did this hatred of fragrance start? Like people just, they, they, they're <laughs> conflating like synthetic fragrance with like products that have really nice essential oils in them. So I love products that smell amazing, that are like really sensory and rewarding to put on. So I would say I'm still like a more is more. So how has your skin changed since you became a mom? So I thought that my skin was going to actually be worse off um, because during pregnancy, you can't use retinol. And during Mm -hmm. breastfeeding, you can't use retinol. And I always attributed using retinol for my skin never breaking out. But now that I haven't been using it, I haven't seen any major changes. And if anything, my skin's been better. But I think it's because I'm using less harsh acids. Like I'm using less BHA and AHA, all that stuff you have to avoid. So I think Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, my skin has been better postpartum and like from pregnancy and postpartum because I haven't used as like many of those harsh kind of chemical ingredients. Right. And what about body care? I love body care. I feel like (laughs) people need to get more into body care because it's so crucial. Like, so I'm huge into like exfoliating sugar scrubs. I make my own. I add shea butter. I add brown sugar. I add all of my favorite oils, avocado oil, jojoba oil. Um, I add different essential oils depending on my mood. That is like my favorite, favorite like beauty ritual, a body scrub. And what I do is I add that shea butter and moisturizing oil into it so that you don't have to put a bunch of lotion on when you get out of the shower. Oh, I but like I, that. I do also keep different body oils in my shower. So there's a Tata Harper one right now that I'm using that I really like. It has like a very citrusy scent that's nice. Um, there was one from Clarence that I was using that I really liked. And then I also, of course, make my own body oils. That's like one of the easiest, easiest DIY things to do is make your own um, body oil. So I absolutely love that. Like I just love feeling like moisturized and I'm very particular about like the razors that I use. I'm very particular about like the shea butters and oils that I use. Wait, what's and this razor that just, you're so particular about? So it's it's like, I can't believe I'm like so late to this party. Like I was just buying like Venus razors from like CVS. Like I didn't know that razors could be so much better. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the lotion, but I like that like spray on thing that, that Flamingo has. These oils that you make that sit in your shower, what, what is the carrier base oil that you use? Oh, so happy <laughs> you asked. Um, I love apricot kernel oil as like a carrier oil. That's like so, so nice. Um, and then I always add avocado oil because I feel like that just like is so nourishing. And then pumpkin seed oil is another oil that people really sleep on. That's like very thick <laughs> and lovely. Does it have any scent like, or is it true carrier oil, pumpkin seed oil? I'm just picturing like it's smelling like pumpkin. I don't know why. No, it doesn't really have a scent. Okay. It doesn't really have a scent. And, but, and then I add my essential oils as to well. Make it so I'm adding good. like, yeah, And you, that's Santo. for after the shower. That's yeah, for after you know what? I keep my oils in the shower so that when you're like damp before you, like I just kind of uh-huh. do it all in the shower. I picture Jess picturing You got to be a- careful you don't yeah. slip. <laughs> that was like, I know my co-host so well. She's about to give like a, <laughs> a health warning. A don't slip. You know, safety warning. No, you can slip. You can slip. So I just want to <laughs> let people know that don't start going crazy. Yeah. Well, my shower has like a wood, um, it's like a, it's like, it has the slats. Oh, I love those kind so of that's showers. that's probably why. 
Yeah. I remember when Fresh first came out like years ago and their beautiful brown sugar scrub used to come in a glass jar. And it was yep. beautiful for like gifting and stuff. But then like the first time it broke at my house in my shower, I was like, yo, this is oh, dangerous. Stop. Clearly it doesn't come oh, in yeah. glass jar. Because that's a slippery one too. Um, okay, yeah. I was asking about uh, guests that you had on and who is great. What's the best product recommendation you've gotten from a listener? I know you have a great community of listeners with Naked Beauty. Ooh, the um, Essence Lash Princess, this like $5 mascara that they sell on Amazon that is like so good. It's just, I think a lot of times you conflate price with effectiveness, right? So you think, oh, this is like such a inexpensive product that's not going to be good, but it is one of the best mascaras that I've ever tried. That's so funny. My answer to that question from a listener is an Essence Mascara. That, like, because really? I'm always on the hunt. And what somebody told me about Bye Bye Panda Eyes from Essence, which is their okay. attempt at a tubing mascara. And it is damn good for $5. I was like, I very know. Impressed. What, is, what is Essence doing? They're like a German company. I don't know. They're, they've <laughs> got some magic going on there. I know. And every time you Google it, you get the, the magazine. And I, but we'll put a link on our blog so people can find both of those mascaras. Okay. Yes. Before Jess does our famous Fat Mascara 5, I have to ask you about some of your current favorites in different product categories. What cleanser are you using right now? Ooh, I'm using an Audacite. Do you guys know that brand? Yeah. I'm using, they have a new sea buckthorn oil um, and hemp oil, like oil cleanser that I'm absolutely loving. Ooh. Um, I just, I love oil-based cleansers. That's like something that I love. And then I use the Dr. Barbara Sturm foaming cleanser. I also love like a foam cleanser. So those are two cleansers that I absolutely love. Are you a double cleanser? Like you do the, the oily one first and then the foamy one? If I'm wearing makeup, but, you know, we're living in quarantine, so... Okay, what about your favorite sunscreen? Okay, I have so many favorite sunscreens. My ultimate favorite is Supergoop. I think Supergoop makes the absolute best sunscreen. I love all of their sunscreens. I'm trying the one with vitamin C now. I'm, like, on the fence about how I feel about it, but I just love their regular daily defense. I think that's fabulous. And then if you really want, like, Zero White Cast, the Unseen Sunscreen is fabulous. I think that's a great product. Um, Black Girl Sunscreen is really great, especially if you have dry skin like I do. So it really, there's a ton of like nourishing oils in it. I think it has sunflower seed oil in it. Um, and it just like makes your face look so dewy and amazing. Um, so that's Black Girl Sunscreen. They just released a matte formula as well for people that are on the oilier side. And then another sunscreen that I like is from a brand called Bolden, um, which is also a Black-owned uh, beauty brand and they have a really lovely it's SPF 30 so it's better for like more winter early spring but I love their sunscreen too why what's your SPF number and like the heights of summer Ooh, summer I think you have to have like at least a 50 right okay no I mean you tell me to each her own but yes true yeah I, I feel more comfortable with at least a 50 in the summer I hear you okay uh, what about moisturizers I feel like the word oil is going to come up in your moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love facial oils. Like I love facial oils, but moisturizer, just like a pure moisturizer. I actually really like the human race humidifying cream. Now, Pharrell, um, people don't love celebrity skincare lines, but he actually worked with my longtime dermatologist. Of I've been seeing her since I was 14 years old, Dr. Elena Jones, to formulate human race. Um, and I think that the formulas are amazing. She's also, she's a favorite guest on Naked Beauty. People love her episode, but I love that humidifying cream. It's very just like plain, but it plays nicely with all of my other products and it really does hydrate your skin. Jess and I say a lot about celebrity stuff, but when that line came out, we were both like, that's a damn good name for a moisturizer. 
I know. Yeah. I was right? like, clever. Clever. Like, Very clever. I mean, he's good with words, so it makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> okay, last question before Jess is going to give you the fat mascara five. What is your ride or die mascara? Ooh. I'm going to make you pick one. <laughs> the, th- the thing is, I'm like, I like don't have a ride or die mascara. Like, I don't, like, if I had to buy one mascara over and over again for the rest of my life, it would actually probably be a drugstore, the telescopic La, uh, L'Oreal mm-hmm. Telescopic Mascara because I feel like there's really great separation um, and it works really well. But I, I'm i very non-loyal when it comes to mascara. I try a lot. I'm, just, I'm, I'm using the Pat McGrath Mascara now and I love it, but I think that it's in such a glamorous tube and it's gold and it feels great. So like I'm just kind of under her spell. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Can we hit the five? Yeah, let's, let's do the do FM5. It. You ready? You're not pre- she was okay. not prepped for this. Yeah, what is the five? Well, we do this so with don't every worry, guest. Don't worry, just it's buckle a, up. It's like a quick round off the top of your head okay. answers. Okay. Okay. What beauty product do you first remember falling in love with? Ooh, Donna Karen Cashmere Mist. Ooh, deodorant. The fragrance or the, the deodorant? deodorant? The deodorant, the deodorant. The fragrance, I don't care about it at all. The deodorant, I still am a toxic deodorant wearer. I've tried every single natural deodorant in the world. Um, I always go back to my my toxic Donna Karen cashmere mist. I'm obsessed. Are are you stocked up with the? Well, I heard the, about the shortage, and my yeah. my listeners, several beauty editors reached out to me, so they reached out to the brand, and that they said that they will be that the, the restock is coming. That it was just like a moment <laughs> momentary shortage, so I could. You're going to be okay. Yeah, I did. I do have three here, so. Okay. Yeah. You don't really think it's toxic. I mean. Here's the thing. I love natural beauty, but I'm not all in on natural beauty. And people that are all in on natural beauty are just so bewildered that I don't use a natural deodorant. They're, they, they can't fathom it. They're like, all of that aluminum and all those toxins going directly into your oh armpit. My God. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I just... Some people are using like crystals under their arms. No. Like, <laughs> Good luck. Just, Best of luck. Best crystal. of luck. It's not for me. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. No. Okay. You're fine. Okay. What quality do you admire most in others? Patience. Mm. Definitely. This patience is something that I admire. And I think just like tenacity. I think I was just talking about this today. People are often like, oh, you've been so successful with your podcast. And I remind them, I started my podcast in 2016 and have been putting out episodes like all the time. And you guys know as podcasters, it's like, time plus consistency. You guys didn't just start out interviewing Kim Kardashian, right? Like you had to build up and work up to build your like loyal audience that you have. If there is one rule you wish everyone would follow, what would it be? Not to judge other people because I guess you never really know what other people are going through. So I think that would make the world a much better place (laughs) if that's a really cliche and cheesy answer. It's a good one. Not at all. That's nice. Um, what is your most played song on your playlist right now? Cardi B. Up. I'm been listening to it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so, so stuck in your head. I feel like. Yeah. Do, does your baby like it? I feel like kids would like that song. <laughs> I guess it's kind of inappropriate. Mavi. I mean, he doesn't know what lyrics are. He loves Rihanna and Beyonce, so he takes after his mom there. I don't think I've played up for him quite yet, but like we were like jamming to Rihanna. At, during bath time, and he was loving it. Oh, wait, Mavi is how old now? Five months, almost six months. 
Okay, because I feel like I could see Lake just going uh, up and it's up and it's up over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> she doesn't really listen to a lot of popular music. We gotta get her, we gotta get her on that. No, it's just Auntie just Jen will come over, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, if there were to be a movie made of your life, who would narrate it? Oh my god. These questions are hard. Who would narrate it? Um mm-hmm. I'm going to say Dave Chappelle because I love his speaking voice (laughs) and storytelling ability. And I just, I love comedians so much. And he's like the best comedian in the world. So I'll say Dave Chappelle. I think that's a a great one. (laughs) All right. You made it. Thank you. You made it. You made it. You did it. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 